Hi, my name is John Kristen, and this is Out of Bounds, Daily Bruins Sports Podcast. Hi, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Out of Bounds. I am your host, John Kristen, a senior staff writer here at the Daily Bruin. We're back on another Monday morning in Kirkhoff Hall to talk about some UCLA football. As I am every week, I'm joined by sports editor Sam Suttleman, who has a strange Thanksgiving take he wanted to share before he got introduced. I do not like turkey. Um, we're here to talk about UCLA's win over Cal over the weekend. They won 35-28 in Berkeley over the weekend. Sam, as he is from the Bay, was there, took some time out of his Thanksgiving break where he did not eat any turkey, apparently. Sam, how was the game? Um, it was all right. Pretty unremarkable game from both sides, um, to be honest. Obviously, getting to nine wins is a big deal for the program. But other than that, not much big to report on from the UCLA side. Um, DTR had a modest game. Um, Charbonnet had a decent game, but kind of mixed in with TJ Harden and Colson Yankoff. Um, defense once again looked as it has all year with the secondary. Um, so overall, pretty unremarkable game. Didn't really show us anything that we haven't seen all year from this team. Yeah, I think Modest is a bit too kind to Dorian Thompson Robinson. You know, not a great game. 21 to 30 is fine. 189 yards, one touchdown, all that fine. No interceptions, but he just again has not looked like himself for the last few weeks. And maybe this is who he is, just game manager, get the ball down the field. But I think one one play in particular people want to talk about is the decision to go for it on fourth down at the end of the game where they're in field goal range, but it'd be a long field goal for Nicholas Barmira, who I'm a fan of, but he definitely has some limitations. He missed the 30-yarder, 33-yarder earlier in the game. Um, and he decided to go for it fourth and two. And people want to blame Chip for going for it because it didn't work and saying, oh, you take the points, take the points, whatever, because at that point um, UCLA's up seven as they finish the game. But the play call was perfect. It was a pick play to the right. DTR had a wide open receiver, um, had wide open Zach Charbonnet, I believe, and just missed the throw completely. And like fifth year quarterback has to be able to make that throw. And people were blaming Chip. And we'll get into that conversation a little bit about blaming Chip for things out of his control. Um, Sam and I have differing opinions about that. I think he's been, I think he's been getting too much blame for stuff that's going on, but DTR has to make that throw, has to play better against Cal. Cal is a fine defense, not spectacular. Um, but other, other teams have been able to torch Cal and Dorian wasn't. Uh, maybe that's because a little bit Zach Charbonnet wasn't playing the whole game. Maybe that, but Harden played a great game. I don't know. Uh, just taught to see from your fifth-year quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think this could have been easily a very different conversation this week. Um, UCLA still could have been an eight-win team, um, and that's really saying something if you're needing a last-minute takeaway to to secure a win over a Cal team that's really not very good. Um, you can say it's in Berkeley, whatever, but there was no sort of home field advantage um, in Berkeley on Friday. Um, but yeah, I think you got to have a stronger showing against a team like that. Uh, this defense, once again, I mean, the secondary was getting burnt time after time against a quarterback in Jack Plummer, who's pretty much at the bottom tier of the Pac-12. Pretty much. Sam, what did I call the, this Cal offense before the game in my prediction? I believe you said incomprehensibly bad. I stand by that, but I think UCLA's defense, specifically UCLA's secondary, is more incomprehensibly bad than this Cal offense. Yeah, I mean, I think no Kirkwood obviously makes a huge difference. Um, having his easy hern out wide, uh, Jalen Davies is still young. I think he'll be all right. But um, yeah, obviously this defense, with or without McGovern, I don't think personnel wise they're quite there yet. Scheme wise, they're not there yet. Um, and if they didn't have two takeaways, I mean, you get a fumble from a forced fumble from your long snapper, um, and that's maybe the difference in the game. I think you could say that uh, the complexion of that game turns around if that doesn't happen. So. I don't know. It's a win at the end of the day, but certainly nothing to write home about. 
294 yards for Jack Plummer and four touchdowns. I think there's a point where he completed 15 straight passes. I know it was in the double digits. That's like pretty unacceptable for a defense. Like Jack Plummer is not good. Uh, this Cal offense is not good. They put up 13 points to Colorado, who is bad, very, very bad. And this Cal offense is not good. And doing giving that up to Jack Plummer is worrisome sign, but there's only one game left in the season for their bowl game end of the regular season. So not much you can do at this point. Uh, just worry some to see how far the defense has declined after solid showings against Washington, against Utah earlier in the year. And then, you know, maybe Bill McGovern being out has more to do with that than people think, but just tough, tough showing from the defense. Speaking of this win gave UCLA, we mentioned it is nine wins. They're one win away from a program record, 10 wins or tied for a program record, 10 wins. Um, but there's some debate of whether or not this season is a success because you look at me, nine wins, good. If you get to 10 program record, tied for program record, like you can't ask for more regardless of schedule, regardless of all that. But Sam has a different take. Yeah, I feel like if you do just say nine wins, UCLA nine wins by itself is an accomplishment. Um, and I think it is. And I think uh, Chip deserves a lot of credit for the job he's done these past two years for kind of turning around this program from where it was when he first got here. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you're going to be evaluated relative to where the rest of the conference is um, and where you really could have been. Uh, and three weeks ago, we were talking about college football playoff for this team. And yeah, if you beat Arizona and then you beat USC in a game that you lose by three, um, then maybe you are in the college football playoff. And if, even if you don't beat USC, you lose that game. You beat Arizona, maybe you're in the Rose Bowl right now, um, depending on how things shake out with the Pac-12 championship later this week. Uh, but I think if you look at where this team could have been, I don't think you can possibly call this season a win. Um, and I know it's easy to say the rest of the Pac-12 is all good. Um, Utah, Washington, Oregon, USC, they're all all solid teams at the top of the conference. Um, but that's what you're going to get evaluated against. And I think if you can't separate yourselves from that group, then I don't think a nine-win season means much. Disagree. I disagree. I don't think people remember how bad this program was before Chip Kelly, Kelly came here. I just mean in terms of like roster wise, with what Jim Moore left them with, with, with 10 wins, regardless of schedule, regardless of Pac 12 is huge for this program. It's only a stepping stone. And they're right where the Pac 12 is. Like they're a game away from Oregon, Washington, Utah, that group. They're two games away standing wise from USC. That's like what, like you beat Arizona and you're right there with the rest of them. And I know that's like easy to say, like, oh, they should have beat Arizona, but all those teams have bad losses too. Washington lost at Arizona State. Oregon lost at Oregon State in the game. They're up 21 in the second half. Um, all those teams have games besides USC that really, and USC probably has a game they should have won too. Like you're not going to get, and no one, none of those programs are like saying they want to fire their coach right now. Like UCLA's fan base is saying they want Chip gone as they do every year. I think it's just a little bit of ungratefulness for a program that really isn't doesn't deserve to have fans that are, are this entitled. Maybe that's just too much to say. Um, good thing nobody listens to this, but you know, 10 wins, 10 wins is good. And this is, I think for me that people are saying this is a culmination year and that you should be better in a culmination year. I'm wondering why people are saying that because I think everything Chip Kelly is doing right now, everything this football program is doing is sustainable. Um, that depends on how much you think Dorian Thompson Robinson is contributing to this, Zach Charbonnet, but there's no reason Chip Kelly can't go in the transfer portal, find another Zach Charbonnet, find a quarterback for next year, and build out the roster through the transfer portal, through the three-star recruit, four-star recruits he gets freshmen. But nothing about this is unsustainable to me. I, I don't know why people are calling it a culmination year. And, you know, maybe a different quarterback would be nice for Chip after the last few weeks. But I mean, I, I don't think it is sustainable, to be honest, because I think, I mean, 
DTR obviously was not great towards the end of this year, but he was a guy that was legitimately in the Heisman conversation at the beginning of the year. And I don't know if he played up to that caliber. Um, and now we're seeing kind of the DTR we've seen in past years. Um, but I mean, he's been a solid quarterback for you and he's a guy in his fifth year. That's all you can ask for. Um, and I think Chip maximized what he could do with him maybe. Um, but I don't think you can go out and get Caleb Williams in the transfer portal. I mean, obviously Caleb stands above anybody that's in, that's going to be in the portal this year anyway, but I don't think you can get somebody of that caliber. Um, I don't think you can get Jordan Addison. I think you're going to get Jake Bobo. You're going to get Darius Mewis out and that's no knock to those guys. Um, they've been great for this team, but they're not going to turn this team instantly, um, right back into a 10 win team. But Sam, no one is saying they need Caleb Williams for this team to win 10 games. They just need a quarterback who is competent and doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And I know maybe that's too much after I said DTR didn't have a a good game against Cal when he didn't really make any huge, huge mistakes. But you look at the USC game, he had four turnovers that game. If you have someone who just a tad bit better ball control wise, or just doesn't throw as many interceptions, you win that game against a USC team that's probably going to make the playoff. Arizona, he had a terrible game. You have a, maybe not a turnover wise, but again, if you have a quarterback that's at least competent and you're not asking for Caleb Williams, but you know, they got Dylan Gabriel in the transfer portal before DTR came back this year. They're able to get guys transfer portal. You can bring in quarterbacks that have experience that maybe are in their fifth year of DTR or in their second year or whatever that have experience enough where, you know, you put yourself in a chance to win the conference again next year, even without your fifth year starting quarterback. I think quarterback aside though, this team is losing a ton of veterans. This is not a young team. Um, across the board, you're going to lose X Charbonnet, you're going to lose Jake Bobo. Um, that's not even to mention some of the lesser known guys on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. Um, but I mean, if you go get another Jake Bobo to be your wide receiver one, that's not going to solve this problem. Um, yeah, you could maybe get a solid quarterback who could win you, uh, 10 games with a decent roster around him, but they're going to lose a lot this year. And I think they're, it's easy to say that they're going to take a regression or take a step back next year. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to compete in the same level at the Pac-12. Um, a year from now. I think if you look at where UCLA was at this time last year, they're losing a lot of guys in the transfer portal. We thought Dolcich was gone, Phillips was gone, obviously, but we also thought DTR, Charbonnet were gone. They came back. Either way, at this point last year, we thought next year's team was going to be a rebuilding year. We thought this year was going to be a rebuilding year, bring in some recruits, bring in some transfers, all that, and that next year or the years after it'd be that. UCLA may win 10 games this year. Like It wasn't a rebuilding year at all, and it just happened that you know they got a few guys back, and then they built up guys' transfers like Darius Mouassau, Jake Bobo, Leotawatu, guys like that who they could bring in again, build up the program, get a quarterback. And you have good running back depth already with TJ Harden had a good game. Keegan Jones, um, Christian Grubb, all those guys are are good. So you don't need too much for this team to be good again next year. You can build up, get a few pieces on defense, a few guys in the secondary to step up, um, a few more receivers, and this team is good to go to compete for the conference. I think this is sustainable. I think they're going to be competing. I don't think the rest of the Pac-12 is going anywhere. Um, I think they can compete for the conference for years to come with Chip, but, you know, depends on what conference they're in. I just think if transfers are the name of the game in college football right now, I don't think UCLA is going to be a prime destination. Um, and you said DTR and Charbonnet coming back, uh, and then you add some transfers. But I think DTR and Charbonnet, you're underselling it lo- a little bit. That's like, that's why they were good this year. I think if they don't come back, it's a whole different situation. I don't think you bring in Jake Bobo and have Ethan Garbers and maybe TJ Harden and Keegan Jones at the running back, that's not a very good team. That's not a team that wins nine games. Um, so DTR and Charbonnet made a big difference, and you don't have that coming back next year. I mean, who do you look at across this roster that's going to come back next year as a fifth-year guy, fourth-year guy, whatever it is, and make a big difference? They don't need that. They can get a guy in the transfer portal. 
they can get a quarterback. Maybe they don't even need a quarterback. Maybe Justin Martin takes a step up. Maybe Ethan Garber takes a step up, whatever. I think the system is good enough where this offense is really not plug and play per se, because I think Charbonnet and DTR are obviously both talented. Um, but you see, I don't know, like TJ Harden looked great against Cal. You see Casimir Allen stepping at running back against Arizona State and having the best rushing game UCLA has had ever or under Chip Kelly at least. So I don't think it's necessarily that these guys won them their 10 games they're going to get to or their nine games they're at right now. I think a lot of it is system. And I think it works the other way. His defense, I think they have talented guys, but I think the defensive system is, again, broken like it was last year, and they're going to need to revamp it. But I think talent is in Westwood right now, and talent will be in Westwood. Um, maybe not the same talent as USC, but it shows this year UCLA only lost by three points to USC, and they're like the king of the transfer portal right now. Um so I really don't think the difference between a UCLA program that maybe doesn't get the bigger names is not too far away from programs like Oregon and USC. And I think they just have to keep building from where they are now. Yeah, I think maybe the transfers that they got this year um, and what they brought in before this season, maybe that is sustainable, bringing in guys like Bobo, whatever it may be. Um, but if that is going to be your path, you're not going to really get any better. You're not going to take a leap into that tier one of the Pac-12 or whatever conference you're in. I think next year there's no way that this team's even going to be in the conversation to be in that top tier. I think easily second tier at best, maybe third tier, I would say. Well, successful season or not, at nine wins, UCLA is going to make a bowl game, and it'll be their first bowl game in a while. But we do not know what bowl game they will make, and that's the name of the game right now, is trying to figure out what where UCLA is going to go um, over the holidays, because there are probably three options right now. Right now, Sam and I have been digging into the, all the projections, dig, digging into all the data um, as the good journalists we are. And right now, it seems like the three most likely outcomes, probably in order, is the Las Vegas Bowl, the Sun Bowl, and maybe the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, I think obviously it all depends on the USC-Utah Pac-12 title game next week, how the Pac-12's bowl games are going to shake out. Um, USC wins, and they're almost definitely in the playoff, um, in which case they go to the playoff, then Washington probably makes the Rose Bowl. Um, USC drops down, or Utah, I should say, drops down to the Alamo Bowl. Um, And then you've got Oregon in the Holiday Bowl, and basically UCLA versus Oregon State in the Vegas Bowl. Um, and when I say versus, I mean UCLA and Oregon State competing for that bid. Um, and even then, if if Utah does win that Pac-12 title game, they go uh, to the Rose Bowl, and then USC maybe still makes a New Year's Six Bowl. So either way, I think it's, what it's going to come down to is Utah, or UCLA, I should say, and Oregon State. Um, one of them is going to make the Vegas Bowl. One of them is going to make the Sun Bowl. Um, either way, I think not a huge result for UCLA. I mean, like I said, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about college football playoff. Um, you beat Arizona two weeks ago, um, and maybe you are in the Rose Bowl, maybe the Alamo Bowl, whatever it is, it's a lot better than the Vegas Bowl or the Sun Bowl. I think Vegas Bowl would be a considerable step up from the Sun Bowl. Um, so Sun Bowl would certainly not be the option that UCLA wants. But um, either way, I don't think it's quite the win for UCLA that we thought was coming a couple weeks ago. And Alamo Bowl still is on the table technically because if Utah were to lose to USC in the Pac-12 title game on Friday – then they would have the same conference record as UCLA and a worse overall record at nine and four versus nine and three. Um, so at that point, Alamo gets the discretion of who they choose to pick, but they pick, they can choose from probably most likely Utah, um, Utah, Oregon and UCLA, maybe Oregon State too. Um, just because Washington most likely in that scenario will be in the Rose Bowl. Um, but that just also depends on the margin of outcome or 
that just depends on the margin of defeat for Utah in the, in the Pac-12 title game. If they get blown out, maybe the Alamo doesn't want them and they turn to UCLA. Um, but a bowl game's a bowl game. UCLA's first game since 2017, the Cactus Bowl versus Kansas State. Took Sam and I a second to figure out what, what bowl game that was and when it was. Um, but obviously a bowl is a bowl game. Um, and, you know, you can haggle with it's a success to make the Vegas Bowl at the end of the year. But really, it's, a lot of it's because of Pac-12 parity. Pac-12 hasn't been um, this close in recent years. I believe if they had the same, if they were 6-3 and three last year, there would be um, towards the top of the conference. Um, they made the Holiday Bowl last year. Um, at was six and three in the conference too. So it's just a lot about parity in the Pac-12, and I think that's what you want. You want parity because, you know, in a few years or next year, if UCLA wins a game against USC or against Arizona, like they they did this year, then they could be winning the Pac-12. Um, and I think that's what's important. So you know, you can look at it and say it's uh, not a successful season by that, but they're going to finish most likely in the top twenty in the AP pool in the College Football Playoff pool. That's a huge win for this program, regardless of what the our resident hater Sam Settlement says. We'll be back at some point to talk about what bowl game they make and probably previewing that. Probably the Vegas Bowl, maybe Alamo, maybe Sun. Maybe, maybe off chance Rose Bowl if everything goes to chaos. Not going to happen. But that's going to wrap us up here at Out of Balance. Thanks, Sam, for coming on. Sam, do you want to change your turkey take at all? Still don't like turkey. Out of Bounce is brought to you by The Daily Bruin, UCLA student newspaper. You can listen to this show and others by The Daily Bruin on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And a transcript for this show is always available on dailybruin.com. Thanks, everyone.